edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a beautiful crowd joining us tonight at the With All Due Respect Poets Lounge. Hey, my first piece tonight, friends, I'm going to combine my love of Etta James with my passion for well-plowed winter roads in a dramatic reading I call Snowy Weather. Enjoy. Don't know why. There's no snow plows in my eyes. Snowy weather. Since my mayor can't get it together, keeps snowing all of the time. Oh, yeah. Life is bad. Gloom and misery everywhere. Snowy weather. Snowy weather. And my mayor can't get his poor self together. Oh, I am weary all of the time. The time. So weary all of the time. When the plows went away, the snow walked in and met me. Oh, yeah. If they stay away, those deep snow berms are going to get me. All I do is pray that the mayor will let me Walk in the sun once more. Oh, I can't go on, can't go on, can't go on. Everything I have is gone. Snowy weather, snowy weather. Since my mayor and I, me and my city, we ain't together. It keeps snowing all of the time. Snowy, snowy weather. Yeah. This episode, the two biggest snow jobs of the year. First, I, I want to take a minute and uh, give a very heartfelt thank you uh, to all of our listeners. And I don't believe we do that enough on this podcast. And what prompted me was just, you know, all of the questions and people who have stopped me and said, when's a new podcast coming out? But today something happened I thought was it, it just incredibly cool and, and very kind. Um, I had taken a neighbor to the urgent care and I was waiting for her in the lobby. And this wonderful woman came up to me and, and she said, um, I, <laughs> and this is great. She said, I know the urgent care isn't the place to say this, but I really love your podcast. And she was so sweet and so awesome. And we hear that a lot. And we just want to thank you. Thank you for listening. And just thanks for taking your time. All right. All right. On with the show. All right. First, an update and hopefully an epitaph on the scourges of free speech, otherwise known as the disgraced former Attorney General Kevin Clarkson and religious huckster Art Matthias. Second, hey, a record snowfall in Anchorage, a city shut down, schools closed for days, residents are angry, let the blame game begin. Fortunately, yours truly is here to referee this entire snow-sorted affair. First, back to the future. 
For those regular listeners, the last episode we aired was quite different, and a big thanks to Jeff Landfield and the Alaska Landmine. On his podcast, I highlighted the really bizarre world I found myself in after a recent podcast. For a very, very brief recap, here we go. July 25th, I published a podcast on the false prophet Art Matthias and his anti-ranked choice voting crusade. October 10th, disgraced former Attorney General Kevin Clarkson signs a letter accusing me of slandering Matthias on that podcast and threatens a lawsuit if I don't respond to him within 14 days. Clarkson, however, sends the letter to the wrong address, and I don't receive it until the 15th, which leaves me nine days to respond. I respond immediately to the address on the correspondence. On October 20th, the United States Post Office attempts delivery of my response, but there is no one home. A notice is left on the front door. On October 26th, the letter is attempted to be delivered a second time, but again, there is no one home. Another notice is left on the front door. So my response sat at the Salem, Oregon Post Office for two weeks waiting for Mr. Clarkson to claim it. He does not claim my response. The letter is returned to me on November 17th. So, Alaska's disgraced former Attorney General Kevin Clarkson sends a letter threatening to sue me, gives me 14 days to respond, and then disappears. He disappeared just like he disappeared when he was asked about the sexually harassing text he sent to a junior employee. Like all 538 of them. (laughs) This guy is a textbook example of what happens when a lawyer chases too many parked ambulances. Every time I hear the name Kevin Clarkson, (laughs) the theme to the Benny Hill show starts echoing around in my head. But but one thing, ladies and gentlemen, one thing really struck me. I mean, it kept coming back when I would reread Clarkson's letter. He was so fixated. He was so obsessed that I had compared Art Matthias to Elmer Gantry. Uh, Just a quick refresher. Elmer Gantry is the main character in a satirical novel written by Lewis Sinclair almost 100 years ago. So when I kept going back to the letter and I kept noticing just all of the references and the highlighting, and it was clear that this was a real thorn in his ass. So I had not read the book. I can't even remember when I read the book. So I purchased the book and on a recent transatlantic flight, I started reading when the plane took off. I finished the book by the time the plane landed. And by the time the plane landed, I understood why this podcast touched a nerve and why my comparing Art Matthias to Elmer Gantry was such a thorn in the ass of both of them. In the book, Elmer Gantry's church is named Wellsprings. In real life, here in Anchorage, Art Matthias's church is named Wellspring. No wonder a nerve had been touched. Now from one snow job to the next, a record snowfall in Anchorage, a city shut down, schools closed for days, residents angry, and the blame game has begun. Fortunately, I'm here to sort it. 
Now, for the first time in my 42 years of operating a motor vehicle in this state of ours, I actually missed a snowstorm. So this puts me in the unique position of being an unbiased broker in the debate over who holds the real blame and why this is only going to get worse in the future. Okay. It is, deep breath, all right, let's all focus. It's important to note that the recent storm was record-breaking. It was a record-breaking accumulation. It was a 70-year weather event. It is also important to note that the response was record-breakingly bad. I mean, this is the first snowstorm I've ever seen where stories of damaged cars appeared on the front page of the Anchorage Daily News. So first, before we begin this conversation, we need some clear guidelines. And we need to understand some clearly defined public responsibilities. Okay? The Anchorage School District has the responsibility of transporting students safely to and from school. The mayor and the governor have the responsibility of maintaining roads so that the school district can transport students safely to and from school. So, if the roads aren't maintained by the mayor and the governor to allow the school district to transport students safely to and from school, the school, to, the school superintendent has no other choice than to cancel school. All right. There are three players in this tragic drama. First, Mayor Dave Bronson, responsible for 1,281 miles of Anchorage City pavement, predominantly neighborhoods and collector streets. Actor number two, Governor Mike Dunleavy, responsible for almost every single thoroughfare and major highway within the municipality of Anchorage, including, but not limited to, Seward Highway, Minnesota, Northern Lights, Huffman, O'Malley, DeArmond, Raspberry. You get the picture. And the third actor is Anchorage School Superintendent Jarrett Bryant, who is responsible for the transport and safety of 48,000 students to and from school. Okay. Let's begin last to first, beginning with the Anchorage School District. Okay, you are Superintendent Bryant. Every school day, you are responsible for getting 48,000 students safely to and from school. Also, you are responsible to ensure the safety of your 8,800 employees and protect the 100 or so facilities you manage on behalf of Anchorage taxpayers. Your school district serves the municipality of Anchorage, which is the size of the state of Delaware. For example, the distance between Chugach High School and South Anchorage High School is 28.9 miles. Again, the municipality is the size of the state of Delaware. Oh yeah, by the way, you are responsible for transporting students in 40-foot buses through some of the most challenging roads in the country, and that doesn't even take into account 60 plus inches to so the 60 plus inches of snow that we receive every winter. Now, out of the 8,800 employees that work for you, not one of them is a road grader operator. Not one of them is a snowplow operator. Out of the tens of thousands of pieces of equipment that the school district owns, not one of them is a road grader and not one of them is a snowplow. Bottom line is, you unequivocally rely on local and state governments to ensure safe passage on government roadways. 
But let me tell you what you do have, my friend. You have a trained staff of transportation experts whose entire purpose is to constantly assess the risks associated with transporting students and whose entire job is to ensure safe transit for all students. As superintendent, your one responsibility on days of questionable weather, your one overriding guiding principle is to listen to those experts and make no mistakes. Because as superintendent, you know that the buck stops with you and you know that when one child gets left on a bus accidentally, it's front page news. So, the thought of a 40-foot school bus with 48 students on it getting stuck in the cold or sliding off the road into a ditch is something you will do anything to prevent. There is no politics here. It's pure student safety. Speaking of politics, the next actor is Governor Mike Dunleavy. He is responsible for the leadership of the Department of Transportation, who maintains all of the major roads in Anchorage. The department has long endured budget cuts while failing to keep up with inflation, and today the results are evident by the state's inability to respond with adequate snow plowing. Look, <laughs> this department, they don't even own proper equipment. They don't even own the right stuff to do the job. They don't have the right people. They, ha they haven't hired enough people to do the job. You can see it in the fact that every other year, there is some threat to close one of the road maintenance stations until some Kenai, start, uh, some Kenai state senator starts barking about, ooh, my constituents are being in danger. Hey, guess what, pal? Welcome to the goddamn club. But during that time of budget cuts, right, during that time of budget cuts and, you know, the whole population arguing on how big their dividend's going to be, those cuts have simply manifested themselves in the state's inability to buy graders, plows, and pay decent wages for operators that are going to show up and do the job. I mean, look, it's no mystery that we say constantly on this podcast that we as a state, as a city, are not investing in ourselves. And you saw it firsthand with the recent snowstorms. And as we also consistently say on this podcast, when state government cuts the budget, those services don't go away. They're just passed down. Meanwhile, the cost of failing to maintain basic state services has just simply been passed down to Anchorage taxpayers in so many ways, so many ways you can't even imagine. Now, back to this sad drama. The third and final player is Mayor Dave Bronson. So let's start with the expectations created by the man himself. A few weeks ago, uh, Mayor Bronson was flanked by a fleet of snowplows and, you know, essentially pointed to this guy and said, bring it on. Well, unlike the great story of Babe Ruth, who stood at home plate, pointed to the center field stands, called his shot, and then hit a home run, Mayor Bronson swung and missed. First, his increase in snowplow funds he touted was pure smoke and mirrors. The only thing his snowplow uh, funding did this year was pad his campaign donors' pockets with some sweet snowhauling contracts. The Mayor Bronson did nothing 
and has done nothing to address the structural problem of Anchorage's inability to respond to a major snow incident. I mean, it's not even kicking the can. Basically, what you did was you filled your donors' pockets. You know, look, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you elect a mayor who promises to do more with less. Actually, pretty spot on, right? His campaign donors got more and the rest of us got less. But there's a bigger picture here, something we need to focus on. Over the last several years, as the state has eliminated you know, funding to local governments like municipal revenue sharing assistance, basic city services have suffered. I mean, without state support on so many things and, and facing constant budget cuts, I mean, the municipality has gone from having 94 greater operators to 74 greater operators during a time where we've built more roads. So here, here's the recap. State budget cuts have decimated winter maintenance on state roads and State budget cuts have decimated local budgets, which in turn have decimated winter maintenance on local roads. There you go. Poor, win- poor, poor winter maintenance on state roads and poor winter maintenance on local roads. So, okay, it is what it is, although I hate that saying, because that, 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 that when you say that, that basically means whatever. No, not whatever. We have a choice, and a choice is coming up in April, okay? A new mayor. We can elect a new mayor. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. So what does Mayor Dave Bronson do after years of state budget cuts that have negatively impacted local snow removal? What does he do in the middle of a record-breaking snowstorm when Anchorage neighborhoods are desperate, the school districts ne- ne- uh, desperate? The mayor loaned city snowplows to the state to tend to state roads. During the worst snowstorm in 70 years, he took city resources and gave them to the state. Well, why? Well, because they didn't have the equipment. (laughs) They, they, they They didn't have the equipment. Do you realize that if you took every dollar that Governor Dunleavy has wasted on meritless lawsuits and chasing parked cars and all of their, between him and Bronson, between all of their, the millions that they've had to pay out in uh, employee claims for wrongful uh, termination. And, and uh, I mean, do you realize that with that money alone, we could have uh, afforded another 20 road graders and 20 road grader operators? He took city resources and gave them to a state, the same state, and especially. The same governor that for years has shifted costs to Anchorage taxpayers in so many ways. I mean, from our our inability to address the homeless situation, to our inability to fund affordable housing, to our inability to afford road graders and road plows to ensure winter road maintenance. All of this. And yet Mayor Bronson's priority during a 70-year event was to help out the state. I mean, this was a colossal failure by local and state governments. Both the governor and the mayor have played politics with winter maintenance funding for years. In this past month, Anchorage residents paid the price. I mean, seriously, this is, look, this is what happens when you elect a governor who says, I'm going to cut the budget. And you elect a mayor who says, oh, everybody's a liberal. I'll deliver more for less. <laughs> I mean, 
No, you ain't, brother. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, the only person in this trifecta that acted responsibly was the Anchorage School Superintendent. Governor Dunleavy, Mayor Bronson have ignored experts for years, uh, have been playing politics, shifting blame, and denying any responsibility. Listen to me. They're denying responsibility for the fact that they failed winter road maintenance in a state that's known for its winners. I mean, I'd be, den- I'd be denying responsibility, too, because that is a fairly basic government service. So, I mean, Superintendent Bryant, no, he listened to his transportation experts. He listened to his risk management experts. And he canceled school on their recommendations based on the unmitigated failures of the governor and the mayor to provide safe roads. I mean, this guy's got 40-foot school buses, for heaven's sakes. You know, I mean, it's crazy. And I love this analogy, right? Well, Howard Cunningham negotiated the streets of Anchorage and successfully opened his hardware store. Well, good for Howard Cunningham. But yo, Mr. C does not drive a 40-foot school bus with three dozen students on it and schools spread out over 30 freaking miles. In my opinion, the school district superintendent was the only public official who did exactly what they were supposed to do, protect the public. Look, don't get me wrong. You can demand a better remote learning product. You can be angry because the school district's remote learning product isn't sufficient. You can do that. That's cool. But that's absolutely that has absolutely nothing to do with the safe transportation of students to and from school. So the bottom line here is if you're blaming the school superintendent for refusing to open schools, you're ignoring the complete and unmitigated political, the political failures that occurred before, during, and after this record snowfall. The governor and the mayor are responsible for the delivery of winter maintenance on state and local roads, period. Today, today, this very day. Governor Mike Dunleavy and Mayor Dave Bronson are responsible for the delivery of winter maintenance on state and local roads. That's it. Done. Over. End of conversation. That's where the blame game stops. Moving on. And one thing before we move on. Climate change. Few, if any, have mentioned the role of climate change and how it portends more severe storms more often. And more severe storms more often means we should probably start to act like a winter city, you know, like buying some damn road graders and some snow plows and hiring qualified and trained people to drive them. Hey, you know, I was out of town, but those are just my thoughts. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, uh, we'd like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting our podcast on their website and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you've heard on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. Ladies and gentlemen, please have a wonderful holiday season. And thanks again for listening.